know, I think what I'm going to teach you this morning is probably the most important thing that a Christian can learn. If you don't learn this, if you never actually get this principle, if it never becomes reality to you, and you don't actually really get it, there's a, there's, there's a stunted growth process. And literally, I'm just telling you, this will stunt your growth as a Christian. Really, the truth is, it won't stunt you as a Christian, but it will, it, about what you can receive, how you can grow, how you can increase in life. And I, I think this, this particular season, one of the things that we're grateful for is that this season was started and that there is a Thanksgiving season because it's, it, it does represent something biblical. It's a biblical principle. You know, when we pray, the Bible says we're not to pray without Thanksgiving. We pray and then with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is like the, the, the catalyst for everything to work properly. And so this morning, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Start there with me. Start there with me. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplications, with, with thanksgiving. Underline with if you got a pen. Put a highlighter on that. With thanksgiving. There are a lot of people that understand the prayer part. A lot of people that understand the supplication part. You're going to God and you're asking Him for results. You're asking Him to do things in your life. We come to people all the time when we deal with the faith principle. There's a difference between faith and hope. And as a matter of fact, if you only have hope, then you're not going to see the results that you need in your life because faith is what God honors. Faith is what works in our life. Hope is only a target. Hope is the target on which we're, we're trying to get to. If, 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 to get to that target, I have to have faith to get there. Faith has to get me to that target. Brother Smith Wigglesworth, one of the greatest evangelists that ever lived, had something like 23 people that they had documented were raised from the dead in his ministry. Now, that may sound crazy to some, and I wasn't there, but that's what they say, and that's what the books say, is that he had, he had 23 people that in his ministry, I met some of those people. I wasn't there when it happened, but I told you some of them in the story that I've actually met. I have signs and, and, and things in my office that they wrote to me about that issue so that I could remember them. That he had people that were miraculously healed. He said faith is an act. Well, we know the Bible says that faith is an act. It's an act. It's not something that is in the head. It's not a thought. It's an act. And so one of the very acts of faith for our life is this thought of thanksgiving and praise. Praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. Praise. And I said this to you before and let me say it again. Praise. Thanks him for what he has done. Praise. Thanks him for what he is doing. And praise, thanks Him for what He's going to do. And I believe God has done a lot of things for me. How many believe that? How many can say amen to that today? How many believe He's doing something right now while you're sitting here? Every day He's doing something. He's the same. He does not change. He will always be the same. If He did it yesterday, He'll do it today. And if He's doing it today, He's definitely going to do it tomorrow. The same yesterday, today, and forever. When you look at your life and you examine your life, you can see moments in time when God did miraculous, tremendously awesome uh, things that you could not have otherwise, otherwise seen. At moments in time where something that could not have occurred, occurred. And so you know God did it. One of the things is life itself. I mean, you didn't breathe your own breath. You're not here because you breathe breath. You're not here because of something you did. You didn't do anything to be here. Nobody's shouting, but it's true. You didn't do a thing. 
And you can't say it was somebody else because it doesn't have to be somebody else. God put life inside of us. God put life in man. And he created it. You're alive today because God allowed you to live. He came that we might have life and that more abundantly. Somebody say amen. amen. Turn in your Bibles with me to Colossians 4.2. Colossians 4.2. He says, continue in prayer. Watch the same with thanksgiving. Watch Colossians 4.2. Watch the same with thanksgiving. You see, people are destroyed today. Because they lack a knowledge on the, 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 the necessity, the obligation of, of thanksgiving. They lack it. It's like I said earlier. There's nothing like having somebody pour into your life and give into your life and do things for you. Or you give to somebody and they never say thank you. They never give you a thanks for what you've done. Now, if we believe God has done some things. If we believe God is doing some things, and if we believe God is going to do some things, my thanks for all of those happens immediately. I don't just thank Him for what He has done. I gotta thank Him for what He is doing. And I don't just thank Him for what He is doing right now. I gotta thank Him for what I know is on the way. Somebody say amen. How many of you believe God has something on the way? I mean, more of you ought to shout out. If you don't know that, let me tell you. Let me make sure you understand. God has more in store for you. You ought to shout that out. God's got more in store. He does. And you've got something to thank Him for. And when we don't thank Him, we miss a vital part of the opportunity that God has given us. People are grounded on earth. And they never move forward because they can't take advantage of what God has done. They're grounded. They never have anything granted to them because they're unthankful. They're unthankful. They, they don't find ways to give praise and thanksgiving to God. When I get done with this, I pray to God that our church hears what I'm about to say. Because some of you in this church, as we begin to give him thanks, and as we begin to tell him, I love you, Jesus, you're still at a position where you're not giving him thanks. It's not really coming out of your heart. It's not really, you know, when you get off an airplane and your wife's standing at the other end of the runway, you know, have you ever gotten off an airplane? Anybody fly? And when you get off, your family's down there with a sign or whatever. How many of you thought it was a good idea to walk up to them and give them a big hug? Tell them you love them. Tell them how much you appreciate them. You're glad to see them. You're glad to have a ride. Somebody ought to say amen. And God himself has done so many miraculous things for us. And he continues to do them. He has done them and he will do them. And yet we somehow can't treat him like we treat our wife when we get off an airplane. We come into the house of God and we don't understand the value, the sheer value, the sheer volume of, of what God has done. And we're not thankful. We're not grateful. We're always sad. And we're counteractive in what we do because we're always into things. We're always stuck in things that are going on. We're always stuck in what has happened. We always stay back in what went on or what was the situation or what was the challenge. God didn't tell us to call those things that be as though they are not. God didn't say that. He said, call those things that be not as though they are. How many of you understand there's a big difference between be not and be? When God says, call those things that are not as though they are, he's not telling us to deny what is. 
He didn't say call those things that are going on as though they are not. He said call those things that are not as though they are. If you don't get this, you're missing the point. Praise and thanksgiving goes ahead and it says, I already see where God is going. I already see what God is going to do. I already see where God is directing me. I see it. So I'm going to call those things that are not as though they are. I'm not denying that there are financial challenges. I'm just saying God's bigger than those challenges. He's larger than those situations. He's more than enough. He'll do more than I could ever imagine. So yeah, there might be a problem, but my God is bigger. He's larger. He's stronger. He's able. He can do what nobody else can do. He'll turn it around. He'll fix it. I'm not talking about where I am. I'm talking about where I'm going. I'm talking about what's in the future. I'm talking about what's down the road. I'm calling those things that be not as though they are. I named all my animals after things I want. I got a cash. Nobody shouting. He said, call those things that be not as though they are. If I'm going to call stuff in, I'm calling in cash. You name them what? You name them poverty for all I care. I'm going forward. You go back. Ain't no dirty old dog. Uh-uh. No, no, no. I got a treasure. My little girl dog is named Treasure. You know what's interesting is when I say, here treasure, come treasure, here treasure, and she's not there, it's not because I expect her to be here. When I say, treasure, come, come treasure, it's that I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. Treasure comes when I call treasure. I wish somebody would understand what I'm talking about. When we learn to praise and when we learn to give thanks, we are calling things that be not as though they are. I tell you now, Christians, you cannot be silent and have the benefit of God. You cannot keep your mouth shut and have all that God wants for you. You have got to open up your mouth and you have got to get something out of your mouth. You've got to get something coming out. It might be soft. Maybe you're not a loud person. Then whisper it, but say something. I mean, stomp your foot, do something. Get your mouth open. And when you come to church, it ought to be the one place you will never be embarrassed to shout, dance, sing, hop, clap, leap, jump, roll, flip, hop, whatever God. you got to give God some praise because there's something on the other end of a prayer. There's something that's on the other end. If just right now somebody would say, I'm going to praise him right now, Pastor Steve. I, I know there's something on the other end of a praise. I know walls will come down. When I, I know I can tear open gates and doors when I praise Him. If you want to get free, if you want victory, you can't just keep praying. You gotta start saying. You gotta say to that mountain, "Be thou removed, plucked up and cast in the sea. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe the thing you say shall come to pass. You will have glory to God." If you're not used to preaching, hang around a little while. You're going to get some. It gets like a... I don't even know how to explain it. You get to talking. And you can start... I can't help it. I start out soft. And I try to just talk a little bit. But something starts rumbling on the inside. I can't... It's like a boiling pot of water. 
It's like all of a sudden, I mean, it might just be a little steam on the top. You know how boiling comes and you don't see it. And then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. I mean, at that right temperature, it just starts to boil it. That's what happens to me when I start talking about the goodness of God and what he has done for me. It's like a boiling pot. All of a sudden, I just erupt. I can't help it because some can't hold back what God has done. God has been good to me every day. I can't. I don't know about nobody else. You might want to sit down and say nothing. I just can't do it. I can't because I know without God, it was impossible. Without God, I was unable. Without God, I couldn't have done it. Without God, I wouldn't even be here today. Somebody ought to shout at this house. You don't need an organ. You don't need drums. Just give him a shout. People are grounded because they take God for granted. People are grounded because they take God for granted. Anyone that wants favor has to show favor. That God does not acknowledge what you've done. You are constrained by having no favor for God. So there's no favor for you. Thank you qualifies you for the next act of favor. If you haven't written that down, I'd write that down. That thank you qualifies you for your next act of favor. It is a qualification point. Some churches don't get that. They just keep going through the same motions, doing the same stuff, and they have no idea that God wants them to live better. They keep having marital problems. They keep having frustrations with their health and keep going through these things. And I'm telling you, if I can get you in faith, I can transform your life. I can transform. Well, not me. I can't transform anything. But I tell you now, the word of God will transform your life. The word of God will transform your health. It will transform your marriage. It will transform your job. It will transform everything that you're dealing with. It will transform your children when you get in faith. And thanksgiving is an essential part. It is an act of faith. And so without it, you have hindered your favor. Acknowledging the source of great times is crucial. When we have good things that happen to us. I'm just funny like that. My kids will tell you, we get in the car and I just go down the road, we're talking or whatever. And just every once in a while, so I'll start praying in the spirit or praying out loud or thanking God for something. I don't go to bed that I don't thank God. Don't wake up that I don't thank God. Don't ride in my car down the road. Don't thank God. When I go through a red light and somebody doesn't hit me, I thank God. I thank God that my children get home every day. I thank God they make it to school every day because something could have happened between there and here. I thank God that nobody walked in with a gun while they were sitting in school. You might not, you might think it's okay and it's safe, but I tell you today, we better have God in the school today. You better have him every day that you live. You need him every minute, every hour, every second. You can't afford to let days go by, weeks go by, or minutes go by that you don't have a thank you on your heart. Christians ought to have a thank you on your heart. If you can't thank him for nothing else, thank him that you're not going to hell. I thank God I'm not going to hell. Some of y'all don't even understand that. I don't think Christians ever get the reality that without Jesus, you would have to go to hell. You don't have the opportunity to go to heaven. But thank God for Jesus. Somebody said, thank God for Jesus. Because of Jesus, I don't have to go to hell. 
If you got nothing else to shout about, you ought to at least shout, I'm going to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm, I'm, my children are going to, I thank God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I don't know what's going to come. I don't know what they're going to face. But I tell you now, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I thank God. I believe with all my heart. I stand on the fact that I'm going to be in heaven with my family, with my sons, with my daughter, with my wife. I thank God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You know, as I'm preaching right along and you get this stuff, if you got challenges with your kids, that's the moment for you to shout out, as for me and my house. Don't you miss your moment. See, that's the thing, Christian. You're missing your moment. You're missing the moment. You're missing the moment. This place ought to be filled with shouting from the moment that you walk through the door to the moment you walk out the door. We ought to come in dancing and shouting and proclaiming the goodness of God. Every born-again believer should be praising God. What do you have to limit it? Who are you trying to impress? I'm, a, I'm afraid for you. I don't understand. I mean, if the mayor was sitting here, it doesn't matter to me who's if President Trump or anybody else was sitting in this building. I came to praise the Lord, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I didn't come to praise you. I came to praise him. I didn't come to make you happy. I came to make him happy. I didn't come to worry about what you think. I came to worry about what he thinks. I'll tell you right now, we ought to praise him. Come on, Christian, praise him a little bit. Thank him, thank him, thank him. I don't know about nobody else, but somebody's unthankful and somebody has no gratitude. I tend to withdraw myself from them. When they don't see what you've done. When all they have is expectations, but no gratifications. I tend to withdraw from them. When people come and all they understand is to keep going to God with a request when God has already given the answer. You know, it's amazing to me how many people actually come to God asking for things that he already did for them. I mean, you're already asking, if I hand you something and I tell you this is a million dollars, and you sit there when I hand it to you and you don't take it, that's your problem. Don't take it, it's mine. I'm just kidding, that's a joke. But if you did, if I, I mean, I mean, to take that gift and then, and, 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 and receive what God has already done, I'm not having to ask for it. He doesn't have, I say, if I said to him this is a million dollars and I hand it to him, he doesn't say, hey, will you give me a million dollars? He receives the million dollars. He receives the gift. The gratification of that is not that you ask him for the million dollars. If nobody gets what I'm talking about. Well, I asked him for a million dollars, Pastor. If I asked him, would he give me a million dollars? And he already told you, I became poor that through my poverty, you could be rich. <clears throat> I didn't write it. If you're sitting here and you're all religious and mad because I said that, then go read your Bible. He became poor that through his poverty you could be rich. That was not spiritual poorness. He raised the dead. <coughs> it was not just dealing with 
spiritual condition. It was natural that he was talking about. He was talking about a natural condition. And he took on our poverty so that we don't have to be poor. When I got saved, he had given me, redeemed from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me. For cursed is everyone that hangs upon a tree. He redeemed me from the curses of the law. He set me free. When he did that, then it is my job to accept all that he has given me. That the eyes of my understanding, Ephesians chapter uh, 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 4, or chapter 5 says, or Ephesians chapter 1, he's, chapter 1, it says, that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened, that I would know the hope of his calling, that I would understand the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints, that I would get it, that there would be an understanding of what already exists, exists in me. Because Jesus lives in me. Not a portion, not a part, not some, not kind of, not maybe, but every bit of Jesus. He can't separate himself into salvation and God. He is salvation. He is God. And if he came and lives on the inside of me, then everything. Oh, if you don't understand what I'm talking about. Everything he is lives in me. He is prosperity. He is blessing. He is healing. He is peace. He is joy. He is long-suffering. He is gentleness. He is, oh, I can just keep on going. That lives in me. Man, I'm preaching good. Thanksgiving is the yes to the blessing. Thanksgiving is the validity of the gift. Thanksgiving is the apportionment. It is the gift part. I don't have to ask him for what he has done. I receive what he has done. But if I've received it, then there's something that qualifies it. Thanksgiving and praise is the qualifier for the favor of God. When I receive from the Lord. You see some of you are so busy asking God to do things. That maybe you ought to start praising for the fact it's done. You ought to get up in your house and, and jump up and down. If you can only jump one time. Jump once. If you can only raise your hand one time. Raise it once. Had a lady the other day, she came to me and said, Pastor Steve, I got a hurt arm, but I can't even lift it up right here. She said, I can't even lift up my arm. She said, you laid hands on me and prayed. She said, I started lifting. And then I started lifting. And then I, there it is right there. That's the hand she couldn't lift. She just started praising God. She started thanking God with the hand that wouldn't move, with the one that was stuck. She started, because there's qualification on the other end of the praise. There's something that breaks free. If all you can move is your finger, then move your finger. If all you got is a dollar to give, then give a dollar. But do something. To give God some praise. Give God some glory. Give God some thanks. Thank you for where you're going. Thank you for what's coming out. Right now, do it, 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 do it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for prosperity. Thank God for blessing. Thank God for healing. Thank God for manifestation. Thank God for turnaround. Thank God for healing.
right, go ahead. You, we got a few minutes. It won't hurt you. We got a few minutes. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, give him some praise. Come on, shout it out. Thank God for a one flesh marriage. Thank God that all my terminal illnesses are broken. Come on. You don't have to see a thing to say thank you for what it is. You don't have to experience nothing to say thank you for where you're going. Come on, we can do this. Come on. Just a few more minutes. Give him praise. Give him praise. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on, praise him. Praise him. It won't hurt to have a praise session. It won't hurt. Come on. Give him a minute. Give him a minute. Come on, kick it. Go ahead, kick it. Come on, we got a minute. Kick it. There you go. Give him some praise. Somebody ought to dance in this house. Somebody ought to shout in this house. Somebody ought to leap in this house. Shout like you got victory. Shout like this is a Thanksgiving service. Shout like the money's coming in. Shout like the blessings are on the way. Shout like you're coming out. Shout like you're walking in healing. Shout like it's already done. Come on, somebody dance. Somebody sing. Somebody leap. I got you some sound. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It won't hurt you. Go ahead, Miss Shirley. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. Go ahead. than the force of praise. In Mark 15, 6, 15, 36, the heavens gave, came open for the people. 
It says this, and Jesus, and he took the seven loaves and fishes and gave thanks. He didn't say he got down and prayed, God multiplied the fish. Didn't say he begged that it would come to pass. The Bible says he took the fish and took the loaves and he gave Man, if you get that wrong, if you miss the point, and he gave thanks, and he gave thanks, he said, and he gave to the disciples, and the disciples and to the multitude, they did eat and were filled and took up the baskets, meat that was left over, baskets that were full. The heavens opened so much with the thanks to God that there was more than they could eat to the point that the baskets were overflowing and filled so much they could take baskets with them of the multiplication of God through thanksgiving. He gave thanks. Again, so many are praying, Oh God, please, 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 will you please, 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 please. And all God's saying is, Can you give me? Can you give me a thanks? Can you tell me thank you? Can you give me thanks for what I've already put in you? Oh, if you don't get it. See, right now, somebody ought to say, thank God. Thank God. Everything rises to thanksgivers. Nothing goes down to a thanksgiver. Thanksgiving is a force you must employ in your life. Our church will grow and things will happen when we give thanks. I can think of times when this church had thanks as a core. When we were really thanking him. I don't know what, what happened, but all of a sudden, I mean, as blessed as we are, people having jobs that didn't have jobs, as much as on the store, this year's Christmas will be the best ever. Turkey's the cheapest it's been in a hundred years. I saw it this morning on the news. Turkey's the cheapest it's been in a hundred years. I mean, even your Thanksgiving's cheaper. That's something to thank God for. Giving thanks. Death was converted to life. Look over here with me to John 11, 41. Look at this. John 11, 41. Lazarus was dead. He had died. Jesus comes. Then they took away the stones from the place where he was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said to his father... Lord, please let him come forward. Oh, God, will you take this spirit of death off this man, this earth of hell? Somebody's going to get what I'm preaching this morning. I just think somebody's going to get it. We've been too religious about this stuff. We don't actually read our Bible. We listen to somebody teach what makes us feel good. How about we teach what makes us change? This will make you change. You don't have to get down on your face and beg. He thanked God. Put it back up on the screen. He thanked God. I thank you now that you heard me. I thank you now. And the Bible says he was loosed. Psalm 67, 5 and 6 says that. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. Psalm 67, 5 and 6. Put it up there. Psalm 67, 5 and 6. Takes them a minute. They don't have my notes this morning. 
Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Verse 6. Then. You're still asking God to pour money out on you. You're still asking God to give you blessings. You're still asking him to ratify your request. Says when they praise him and they thank him and they give him honor. He said, then shall your increase come and God, even our God, will prosper and bless you. Where do you need blessing? Start praising God. Start thanking God. You must be able to see what he has done. You have life. Life is worth thanksgiving. Until you're able to see what God has done, you're not qualified to receive your next thing. We need to become praisers at a higher level. The most important thing you have in life is your, it, 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 to you is life. And he said this, let everything that has life. Psalms 150 says, everything that has breath, that's life. Praise ye the Lord. The one who sustains you and sustains your life is the one who deserves your thanksgiving. It's not your car. It's your breath. It's life. Life is worth thanking. People die every day that do nothing. They end up with no end. People die around us. We should be thanking God we're living. And thanking God for what he's going to do with the life we've got. Somebody ought to shout out amen. We need to appreciate God. And give God the best. Satan did not give you life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that you could have. Somebody ought to thank you. Thanksgiving is a sign of surrender. Unless you resign yourself fully to God, your journey will always be rough. There has to be a resignation to God's goodness. You have to resign yourself. You owe God thanks. You owe Him praise. It's a debt we pay every single day. Paul and Silas were in prison. In case you didn't understand it, they were in chains waiting for whatever was coming their way. And the Bible tells us in Acts 16.25, pay attention, and at midnight. I don't know what happened before midnight. But I do know there was a switch at midnight. I wish somebody understood what I'm talking about. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God and the prisoners heard them. Their praise is what broke them out of the prison. It was when they switched gears in the middle of the night at midnight, they switched gears from wherever they were to understanding what would work. When they began to pray and they began to praise, things changed. Somebody ought to thank him right there. Things changed. I need to work out. Uh, I've lost my breath. And I've lost my place in my notes. Where am I? 
Yeah, I know that part. Things, thanksgiving praise is a weapon for deliverance. David played his his harp and praised and worshiped the Lord in front of Saul and praise diverted the spirit that was in him. Samuel said it said this in First Samuel sixteen twenty three. It came to pass when the evil spirit was from uh, was upon Saul that David took his harp and played with his hand and Saul was refreshed and was well. When he gave out praise, the spirits broke from him. I, if I didn't get anything else from this message this morning, some of you are overshadowed by. Now, a Christian can't be possessed by a devil, but a devil can oppress. He can come and attack you in your health, attack your marriage. You can drive home in the peacefulest, just the most peaceful time. Get out of your car and walk in your house, and that oppressive spirit will come on you. And the next thing you know, in five minutes, you'll be arguing with your wife. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Oh, you thought it was about y'all. No, you've allowed an oppression to live in your house. People with sickness and disease allow an oppression of sickness. There. One thing, all of a sudden the arm hurts. Then it's the chest. Then it's the foot. Then it's the toe. Then their hair starts falling out. Then their eyebrows are gone. They get blindness in one eye. And they can't understand, how did that happen to me? I can tell you how. Because you allowed an oppressive spirit to manifest in your life, in your house, in your marriage. And you never took the time to use the weapon God gave you to break the oppression. And you never praised him until it was gone. I would praise until it lifted out of my house. Man, I'm preaching so good. If anybody understood it. Some of y'all just need to walk in your house after you get out of the car in such peace and joy. And you need to walk in your house praising God. Just walk and freak your wife out. Sunday, Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. She'd lose her mind. And then invite her to join me. Oh, come on. Praise God with me. I made it home safe. I had enough gas to make it. I made it home from my job. Nobody fired me because God blessed me. Oh, aren't you glad we'll be able to buy presents Where's my teeth? How come you ain't made no dinner? You got a switch at midnight. You got to flip the gear at midnight. You got to flip when it looks like it's flopped. I'm preaching so, oh Lord God, I'm preaching so good. If I could get the downers in here to be uppers. If I could just change the doubt to success and victory. God has designated your life for victory and success. I would praise Him every single day for my victory and my success. I don't let a minute go by that I'm not thanking God. And no matter how bad it looks, I give Him thanks to Him. Even if Lazarus is dead. My wife said, are you going as long as you did last week? I said, I don't think so. She said, I don't believe you. 
The Bible says in this scripture with them that the prisoners mocked them. You might get mocked for your praise. The Bible says the prisoners mocked them, but God loosed them. You might get mocked while you worship. You might get mocked while you praise. You might get mocked while you glorify God. It might look like you have lost your mind. I just pray, oh God, help us. When we leave this building today, you don't go through life without challenge. But the Bible says God has delivered us from all of them. He has delivered us from all of them. There's nothing that God has not already planned your deliverance out. He's already saw your condition. He already saw where you were going. He already looked into your life. You're not going to walk into a condition that God has not seen or does not know the answer for the problem. He already knows it, whatever it is. But as you begin to praise Him, you'll loose off of you the bondage of the devil, the thing that's got you trapped. You're trapped. You're trapped inside. You don't even know how to get free because you're bound. You've got to get free. When you leave today, I pray you'll get in your car and give God some praise. You'll get in your car and give God some worthy praise. People mock you, but God will loose you. God's worthy of all thanks and praise. God did it, and you must be grateful for it. Nothing goes empty when God is in full control. God gave you all that you have. What role did you play in being born? God is the reason. I want to say one more thing, and then I'm going to close. Thanksgiving is a a, a crucial and important role in prayer. I say this because I never want to diminish prayer, but the truth is, when I pray, God answers, if I do the right thing. Now, there are prayers God does not answer, but let me say it to you this way. 1 John 5, 14 says it this way. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we pray according to his will, look at somebody say according to his will. He says, then we know he hears us. Let me try that again. Because I know some of you don't understand this, but when we pray according to his will, then we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, then we know that he will give us the desires of our heart. That would be verse 15. He'll give us the desires of our heart. If we know, he hears us. Prayer requires us to ask God, submit to God, to get to God in certain ways. Do you understand? And God responds to it in covenant with us the way that he would respond. But the potency of prayer itself is not the prayer at the end of it. It's the thanksgiving that ratifies the prayer. It is the thanksgiving that... I don't have a prayer meeting that I don't stop at the end and say, let's give him thanks. And I do that as a training method. It's not just a prayer. It's I believe you did it. (laughs) Thanksgiving is the ratification. See, if you're saved, the ratification of your salvation is when you walk in the door, he said, come into his course with thanksgiving, into his inner, his, pra- uh, his course with praise, and into his, his uh, uh, gates with thanksgiving, his course with praise. So we're to come into his presence with those things, 
Because it's the ratification of what we've already received. Eternal life. Thanksgiving and praise ratifies that. When you come in the house of God, it is the place to do that. It's a place to give away your, your, your acknowledgement of that. So Thanksgiving then brings God to us. In other words, let me, let me read my notes to you. In the potency of prayer, thanks God, thanksgiving brings God to us. It is the solicitation of his presence. I know that went over your head. God comes to us when we praise him. He comes and inhabits the praises of his people. God arrives on our scene when we are thankful. And if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Thanksgiving then is the most powerful force in connection with prayer because prayer has technicalities. In other words, if we pray according to his will, he hears us. There's a technicality to that. Thanks has none. There are no brief qualifications to thanksgiving and praise. There are none. It is giving God thanks for what he has is it is going to do. And there's nothing that pre-qualifies it in any way. That's why praise and thanksgiving have to be part of your prayer life. Because it brings God on the scene when you pray. Oh, if you're not getting what I'm talking about. You cannot pray, you cannot praise God amiss. <laughs> that, that just, I don't know if that just went over everybody's head. It looked like one of those moments where it goes, <laughs> See, you can pray amiss. You can, but you cannot praise amiss. That's why it's so crucial. That if you don't leave here today and understand what I'm talking about, I, I, we're going to praise him a little before we get out of here. I, 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 I'm going to leave. I'm almost done. Thanks and praise is an open check to heaven. Praise your way into your blessings. Praise your way into your triumph. David was a man of prayer and worship. In Psalm 119, 164, it says this. 119, 164 Psalms. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgment. Seven times. Seven. 55.17 says, evening, morning, and noon, I prayed. He praised seven times a day and prayed three. He praised seven times a day and only prayed three. Why? Because he was a man after God's. He understood how to bring presence. You see, people, when you thank them, like to continue to bless. And God is not people. He's far greater. When we give thanksgiving, we release the favor and triumph of God in our lives. You need to come to a point in your life that you bury your emotions. Bury your own pride and say, I need to give thanks to a God who has been so amazingly good to me. He praised his way. He praised his way. He praised his way. 
into the heart of God. Oh my goodness. And think of the mark he made on earth. Everlasting mark because he was a praiser. Still remembered. We need to become lost in God. Get lost in our praise. Get lost in our worship. Praise God. Give him gratitude. Destiny opens to the praise of God.